Hello and welcome to another episode of the Life Central Youth Podcast. And this week we are absolutely spoiling you again because we've got the wonderful Rachel Gardner joining us. Hi, Rach. I'm doing fine. And I, I really want to say to all your lovely listeners that 10 minutes ago I painted my nails because I thought... <gasps> It's going to be a Zoom live chat and I just need to look like I'm not being a mingy woman at home, like not doing anything in the lockdown. So Andy, only you can appreciate the nails. Right, right, I am appreciating it. I'm also (laughs) appreciating the placement of the bunting and and the plants. I'll take a screenshot at some point and we'll maybe use it as the the advert for the podcast. (laughs) Just so everyone can appreciate it, Rachel. Yeah. Tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about who you are for those young people listening that don't know who you are. Well, I live in Preston in the northwest. Um, I'm a youth worker. I work for a charity called Youthscape. I write books for young people. Um, I'm a mum of two great adopted little kids. My husband is a church leader. I'm an extrovert. Um, I love shopping. I love chatting with people. I love new things and adventures. Um, and I've known you, Andy, for a really long time. We go back yeah. a long time, don't we, you, me and Laura? Very yeah. Exciting. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> around 10 years, I think. Yeah, um, when we were both about nine years old, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I said, I said to... Um, to one of our young people last night I said oh back when I was 18 um which is a long time ago and he went he went isn't that half your life ago Andy uh, mm-hmm. suddenly I felt really really old um, and he was like I'm half your age yeah they know how to get us right in the gut don't yeah. they right Just in the feels Right in there, right in the face. Um, the Rachel, other thing, just in case it's relevant to any of your people here, I'm also um, president of Girls Brigade. So some of your girls might have been through Girls Brigade. So I'm their president as well. But fire no, away! No. What are your What are your questions on this podcast? Talk to me. We'll, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go for a fun opening one before we get into the real stuff. Um, okay. Rachel, if you could only keep three items in your wardrobe forever, which three items of clothing would you choose? Okay, so initially I was going to say my whole wardrobe as one item, because how do you choose? But I think my three items would be, number one, I've got this bright orange puffer jacket that is actually all made of recyclable bottles, which makes me sound very eco-warrior, so that's good. The second thing, I would save a great pair of animal print heels. I just, I can't get through the day without at least looking at them. And the third thing probably is this jacket I'm wearing now. It's a little leather jacket off eBay. Um, and it said on it that Kate Moss wore it. I don't think she did. But <laughs> I don't know if it smells of her. But anyway, so my Kate Moss jacket. So those, those are my three things. Nice, nice. I w- mine would definitely have to include a pair of jogging bottoms. Like, ever since we've been on this lockdown, jeans are a thing of the past. I mean, I'm either shorts or, like, tracky bottoms. <laughs> Pure comfort. Do you know what? The other night in our youth group, we did we played over Zoom that game where you're like the first person to go and find da da da. And I was winning it. I was bossing it. It was things like loo rolls, tins of beans. I lost it at the final hurdle because the last thing was like a pair of jogging bottoms. And I, Andy, I don't know me. I don't know I am full on like skinny jeans, crop jeans, dresses. Boots, Converse—that is me. Like I was like, what? So I no lost way. it. I lost it. Oh. I should have come by with you and Laura. I'd have won it. 
Yeah. Do you know, Laura's bought two pairs of jogging bottoms since we've been in, in lockdown. She's right, been on the Topshop yeah, website. Yeah, we're in this podcast right now. Oh, she's got them Topshop. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's not been out. She's got them online. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> right, next question. What's your next question? Rach, what, what, are you, what are you doing to stay healthy during the lockdown, particularly with you being an extrovert? Like, you, you, you know, you love being around people. What are you doing yeah. to keep yourself healthy physically, but also mentally? Definitely getting outside for some fresh air every day. Like, I know it sounds like the sort of thing your grandmother's auntie's cat would say, but seriously, getting outside in the fresh air makes me feel so much more like I can cope with this. Um, my kids are super expert too. They're little, they're eight and two. And we have found like a, a care home where old people are really close to where we live on our estate. And we go past them every day and we wave at everyone through the window. So I love that. The other thing is that our church, we are running a Love Your Neighbour program. So we're like a pop-up food bank. Um, and once a week, I'm given loads of parcels of food and I drive around Preston with my church lanyard on so I'm allowed to do it. And I deliver parcels of food to people that can't get out or young people who are living in crisis or in bed sits or whatever. So I think it's a combination of doing something that really matters to me. I really want to be involved in doing something for people, but also just getting out and smiling at my neighborhood and apologizing when my two-year-old son like sidles at them and they have to like <laughs> jump into the road or jump into a hedge to get away from him. I love that. I love the idea. I just think, like, so many of our young people are struggling for, like, purpose and what to do and how can they help, how can they do something positive. Like, I love that if you know that there's, like, a an old people's residential home there, you just just go and wave out the window at, at mm -hmm. everybody and just brighten up people's day. Love that. Yeah. That's such it's a good so idea. So powerful. Also, the other thing is that there are some things that people under the age of 18 can't do if they haven't got a car and don't drive a car. But there are some things like volunteering at your local food bank that you can do as long as, you know, you've got a parental permission or some adult in your house. Like, yeah, you can go do that. Like if you haven't got signs of COVID, if you've not been exposed to somebody, if you're prepared to wear the gloves and, and abide by their distancing rules, you, you know, some food banks are having to close because they haven't got enough volunteers. And one of the problems, Andy, is that a lot of the volunteers are really elderly awesome elderly people but they've had to self-isolate so they can't do it so it could be that there are volunteering things that you can do when you're age 15 16 you need to go and find them find what you can do yeah absolutely amazing and um, what's related uh, rach you're like a, a bit of a relationships expert that's often the <laughs> thing that you're asked to speak on and things like soul survivor and limitless and stuff like there'll be a lot of teenage couples that are obviously isolating with their family and are separate and um, but they're in a couple like what would be some advice that you would say to them to to like maintain their relationship to maintain healthy boundaries all that kind of stuff like i'm sure some of them like, we went for a walk the other day and seen seen like a couple sat really close to each other on a bench and they were teenagers and we were like you definitely shouldn't be doing that you've Did both you told your parents like yeah, two we, meters. yeah we went and got a two meter ruler out and separated no. them but like, how, how can teenage couples yeah. stay together in this? So I was just, before I came and did this podcast with you, I was on the phone to one of the girls that I mentor, and she's 17, and, and she just started dating this nice guy 
from our church before the lockdown. They've like been mates for ages. They went to the same school. It's a really sweet story. Um, and so they found that really hard because they're chatting on the phone. He did come and stand outside the lounge, like, and her dad was like, get him back from the window. So they've like chatted through the window kind of thing. But um, I think it's, it's the same rules apply. Even though we're in lockdown, the best way to deepen your friendships is through communication, through talking and sharing like how you're feeling and what your hopes and dreams are and what you're finding really difficult and and that sounds really unglamorous and like oh no surely that there should be something more exciting we can do but seriously that is the way that friendships and relationships grow now just to get a little bit like extreme just for a minute because I have had a lot of conversations about this with young people that I know um, and and a lot of young people are feeling the pressure so maybe being a bit more flirty, maybe even going as far as kind of phone sex kind of stuff with their partners to cut and boyfriends and girlfriends to kind of keep their relationship alive or because they think that's what somehow everybody else is doing during lockdown. And I just want to remind you that actually the most powerful thing in a friendship and a relationship is communication. Yeah. Like trying stuff physically or like mutual masturbation or all that kind of stuff won't deepen your relationship actually what i found in talking with young people who i mentor and who i, I know they give me they ring me up and we chat is that actually many of them feel like real like oh, i wish i had done that but now i'm left feeling lonely and i wish i was with my boyfriend or girlfriend and now i'm dealing with all these feelings of oh I shouldn't have done that and I don't know who to talk to and, and they're coping with that on their own so I just want to really advise you to be super wise this won't last forever not everybody is having amazing like online relationships at the moment M most couples are struggling it's okay to have just normal conversations about what you ate for tea yeah beans on toast how many beans mm -hmm. about 25 and a half how many beans on your or about 26 like that sounds super boring Andy but genuinely that is what makes friendships and relationships grow and get stronger so really 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 be wise like don't feel that you have to be doing the stuff that you think everyone else is doing to keep your relationship alive it actually could add to your relationship breaking down and struggling if you do stuff like that that you're later like I, that's just not me I wish we hadn't done that Mm, it's really good you know some of the couples like on our youth team who are like isolating separately like they're doing like date nights together so they're they're both press and play on a netflix movie at the same time and like facetiming oh, each other and like so nice. all, both ordering pizza together and stuff like that mm -hmm. and like i've heard of couples of like like reading the bible together over facetime and it's like stuff like that isn't it that's just like it gives us a real opportunity, I find, like yeah. to almost hit a reset button and go watch some healthy rhythms that we're, we're going to put in. Um, me and Laura have found that, that we've had a chance to go, okay, the rhythm of life is changing. How can we intentionally put some rhythms in that are going to invest, not just in our marriage, but in our relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus and in our own kind of mental health stuff? Um, it's really good. It's really so been healthy. Get creative, and anyone listening to this podcast wants some ideas. There you go, Andy and Laura have got a load of ideas there. So I think <laughs> they just get creative and, and chat and talk and send each other things in the post and you know, all that kind of stuff. And get outside your house and bang a saucepan and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, like I'm communicating to you, but it because it won't always be like this. Like, remember that it won't always be like this. 
and there'll be some relationships that won't survive um, and that's actually okay as well you know there are some relationships where sometimes this kind of enforced lockdown this situation does reveal how strong or how how much actually you're willing to invest in it together so i think you know not everybody's finding this easy not every relationship is growing brilliantly some need a bit more work some it's like well actually the distance has shown me we're maybe not right for each other so if you're gonna end a relationship do it as humanely as possible try and do it over the phone don't do it over whatsapp or just some cold contact you know if you think actually this this is not going anywhere we need to talk about it just pick up the phone don't don't do it over social media but um yeah but take care of yourself yeah that's great right just thinking about like not just like romantic relationships but but home relationships like we're all forced into spending time together as a family more and being in the same space. And, you know, we're about three or four weeks into the lockdown now. Like, like what are some things that, that, that teenagers need to be aware of in terms of their family dynamic? Maybe, maybe some people listen to this have already, you know, have already thrown a punch at their younger brother or sister or, do you know what I mean? I've already been frustrated with their parents. What are some things that we need to be aware of? And we have, and I found as a mum with little kids, like, I don't know about you, Andy, but I feel that most of the time I'm a little bit closer to feeling overwhelmed than I normally am. So I think it's really good to remember that if you are self-isolating with whoever it is in your household, parents, whoever, everybody is feeling a bit more stressed everybody is feeling a bit more on the edge everybody's feeling a bit more overwhelmed and i think it's really important to remember that because a then you can see each other as a really good source of support like how are you coping oh i'm i'm doing this like actually talk about it like say to your mom or your stepmom or whoever it is that you live with how are you how are you feeling and and that's like wow that could transform their day for them that you've asked them how they're doing because they will be struggling maybe differently to you but they've got their own struggles so remember that i think as well the other thing andy is that our normal routine like routines although i remember when i was a teenager i hated the thought of routine but routines actually are a way of our bodies and brains coping with stress like most of the days, most of the time, we can cope with the stress of life because we know what's about to happen and we've, we've got to be, get up at a certain time, got to go to a certain bus stop. Like routine, like keeps our lives on an even keel. At the moment, everyone's routine is completely out of the window. Everybody's routine. So everybody's having to find new ways to deal with the stress. So actually, I think when we're at home with other people, we've got to create routines for ourselves and maybe routines as a family, like at a certain time, the family like at least is in the kitchen together to make a bit of lunch or something, or like most people are up by 10 a.m. or something, like some routines that will help everybody feel, oh, we can cope. So I think just, just remember that, like whatever you're going through, you're not the only one. You're not, you know, you're not isolated in your stress. Other people around you are feeling stressed too. Maybe you could help each other out with this. Mm, that's so true. Do you know, last, last night I gave Laura the silent treatment for an hour because, be, because the fridge was a mess. And like, when I reflected on it this morning, I was like, that was so stupid but it was because I was like on like more stressed than I normally am and like we had a conversation this morning that was like I'm normally okay with this but for some reason the fridge being a mess 
is making me feel more stressed than than I normally am, and I need us to try and be on on top of that thing. And it, it's like being real with your family and going, you know, I feel like everyone's on top. Like it, it was one of one of our teenagers last night for for cruise hangouts. She went out into the back garden, and she she was like. The reason I'm in the back garden is because this is the only space in my house that's quiet because mm. our house is a bit crazy at the moment and there's lots of people. And, and she was like, but this is the only space that I can be quiet. And it's like finding a way to communicate with your family to say, hey, just the amount that we're all together is a bit too much for me. Maybe, you know, yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I have an hour where no one bothers me? You know, can I, can I have... Yeah. Can I have just this bit of time to just watch Netflix on my own? Or can I have this bit of time to just unload? Or, you know, just let me go for my daily exercise on my own because I, yeah. I need to run. I need to do something to get, get the frustrated. Like, I yeah. think finding ways to communicate with, with your family Definitely. and whoever's in your house is so important. Definitely. And we've got, so I've got two children, Jason, and then we've got a lovely, um, one of our older youth is living with us at the moment through the lockdown. And, and I've noticed with her that she and I regularly really benefit from having little check-ins. Like, so she said to me just before I did this, she said, oh, yesterday, Rach, I don't think you were annoyed with me, but can I just check that you weren't? And I said, no, I wasn't. I was just, I was handling my own stress, but obviously handling it badly. And so I've made a commitment to her that if I'm, if she's done something to upset me, I'll tell her. So if I'm just being a grumpy cow, she can just assume that's me dealing with my stuff. And I think probably as families, as friends, we need to check in with each other a lot more like you and Laura did. Like, oh, can we just process that? Like, that was me being a bit of an idiot about the fridge. But the reason is because I'm feeling out of control. And, and then you can forgive each other, can't you? And kind of go, okay, I'll give you some space. It is tough on all of us. So, yeah, that's really good. Check in regularly, check in regularly. Great. Rach, what are some positive things that young people can do to contribute to their household in this time, to contribute to their family? Like, what can they be doing to help bring the stress down in the house? Fantastic. So I think the first thing is to, to ask yourselves, like, what is my family's love language? So there are five love languages. And what we mean by that is the ways that people most naturally feel loved or affirmed by us. So there's words. Some people need to hear us say, that was great. Thank you for that. You're brilliant. Other people don't need that, but they need actions like you, you just go and wash up after dinner and nobody asks you or you put the dishwasher on or you take the bins out. Like it's called an act of service. Nobody asks you to do it, but you just do it. And it could be that your mum is like, oh, I can't believe that. I, was, I feel really loved. They might not say it like that. They might just be like, oh, it's all right. But inside they're feeling like, oh, that's amazing. Like he really understands that I'm stressed. So words, acts of service, touch. Some of us, and this is really difficult with isolation, some of us just need a hug. That's what we need. That's how we feel most loved. So is there someone in your family, they just need a hug and they need it from you? <laughs> You're like, I'm coming in. I'm coming in for the hug. So <laughs> words, acts of service, hug, time. Some people, the way they feel most supported and loved and heard is because you give them time. And it, and this would be really massive if you've got a younger sibling who's driving you insane. I guarantee that if they are under the age of 10, their love language is probably time. And actually just sitting on the floor with them for 20 minutes, letting them do like Lego world all over your foot and pretend that you're an airplane, like that will make them, that will lower their stress levels and it'll lower the stress of the house 
And there's one more I can't remember. Words, oh I know, words, acts of service, touch, time and gifts. Like writing a note and putting it on someone's pillow saying, I, I saw it was a tough day today. I'm, you know, I'm just praying for you or tomorrow, let me know how I can help you. So if you think you could just sit down and, have a, and do a little bit of spy investigation, like your stepdad, like what do you reckon his love language is or your little sister? Like what do you reckon? And, and it could be that you set yourself a challenge of just thinking in your head, today is crazy sibling day. My little five-year-old <laughs> is all about them. So what can I do today? Just to, just to be with them. So that, that could be a really... And then think about your own. Like, what, what would you like? And you could maybe write a little note and stick it on the fridge and just say, hey, family, <laughs> I'm after some gifts or whatever. It yeah. is. <laughs> just leave some Amazon links on the fridge. <laughs> you get Laura some more sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> now, hers is definitely time and touch. So... Yeah. Hugs, long hugs. Lots of hugs. <laughs> yeah, ruffling of the hair. <laughs> I don't know, maybe not that one. <laughs> um, Rach, what would you say to people who like home is a really tough place to be? Um, you know, maybe lots of our young people who are listening, like home isn't what you see on Netflix and isn't the ideal situation, and maybe it's not that mum and dad are married, or like it's just a, a place where they don't feel safe what would you what would you say yes. to those young Abs people absolutely and and my heart goes out to you because i think you, it's like you've got a double lockdown isn't it like you you you're isolated with a family that actually most of the time you like to be away from because you need to for your own mental health or just to feel safe or that's your routine and your home your physical home is this place you're in now but actually where you want to be is at your friend's house or something else Number one, if you are not safe, if somebody is hurting you, then do reach out. You've got Samaritans that you call, you've got Childline, and you've got your youth workers. Absolutely. This is not a time to think, oh, I can't burden people. Like, even though the whole world is on lockdown, your safety is paramount. And we will do, as youth workers, all that we can to keep you safe. And I say that to young people who I know in this situation all the time. Like, you just say the word, and we will get stuff put into place to keep you safe. But it could be that our young people where that's not what we're talking about, but actually just you're witnessing more violence, you're hearing more arguments, maybe there's some hostility and the atmosphere is difficult. Maybe you're with parents who are not Christians and they're really antagonistic about your faith, and that's really difficult. So remember, one of your great um, things that you can do is, is develop the practice of privacy. So your privacy, where you can think your own thoughts, you can do your own thing. You have a right to privacy and you can exercise that. So if you have your own bedroom, you could just think, well, how do I want to rearrange this bedroom so that I feel really safe here and I can spend a good chunk of time? Can I make a little corner like a lounge? Um, is there one meal a day I can have up here? Um, is there a way that I can put a sign on my door that says private time or study time? If it's possible to negotiate that with other people in your house so they respect that, then I think that's really, really good. If you, if you share a bedroom, then it's maybe finding another space. So if you're in blocks of flats, could you go outside the flat and sit in a stairwell? Is there a different space where you can think, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to just think my own thoughts and do my own thing. And I won't need to do this after lockdown, but actually there are times where I just need to go and find some privacy to think my own thoughts. 
could be there's one or two good friends that you just need to say to them, I just need to chat with you every day. Because when I chat with you every day, that just helps lower my stress. And it reminds me that what's going on around me is not everything in life, that one day this will be finished. Because we need that, Andy, don't we? If we're in a particularly difficult situation, our anxiety can increase and it can say to us, it will always be like this. It will always be like this. But we know the truth. It won't always be like this. Lockdown will come to an end. You are growing up. You'll be moving out one day. And there is a bright future for you. So you need a few people in your life. So it could be some music that you listen to that is your safe place. It could be some sermons, some podcasts. Get some really familiar voices in your life that you wake up thinking, yay, I'm going to listen to this podcast today, or yay, I'm going to listen to that song, or, you know, remind yourself of the big world out there. But please, 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 if you do need anything, reach out to people. Absolutely reach out to people. So helpful, Rachel. So, so helpful. Rachel, what's one thing that you're, like, most concerned about for young people, Joran? the COVID-19 lockdown and pandemic? Like, what are some of the things that you're most concerned for? I'm, I am, so this little group that I deliver food parcels for on a Thursday are a group of young people who, because they don't have access to resources, they haven't got, a few of them have got phones they share around. They can't access stuff online. And so I'm really concerned that sometimes in our society, groups of young people who feel invisible will feel even more invisible now. Um, and because I find, Andy, that one of the things I love so much about younger people is they often don't have the arrogance of adults and they don't walk around going, well, my life's quite rubbish, so who's going to come and fix it for me? Like, of course, all of us can have that attitude from time to time. But I find that at the moment, the young people I'm most concerned for are kind of hiding away and they don't think that the rest of society really cares about them because everyone's dealing with their own stuff. So I'm really keen to get the message out. And, And anyone listening to this, you know, you will have friends at school and college who are thinking that nobody cares about them. Um, You know, really, like, really think, like, who in my college will nobody be getting in touch with? Um, And and if I, you know, I know Jesus, I love Jesus, and I just want to love this person with God's love. You haven't got to become best friends with them, but, you know, reach out to them. So I, I think I'm most concerned for those young people who already before the lockdown felt isolated, felt distanced from their peers, felt invisible I'm really concerned that they're going to feel even more so and I'm really glad to part this podcast Andy I just think this is phenomenal you're just sending such positive stuff out to all young people and I really hope it's being heard by some who maybe resonate a bit with this and like yeah that's me actually you know remember you are so loved you are so precious you are so known and we've not forgotten about you. Society's not forgotten about you. And, and in fact, when we all come out of this lockdown and we rebuild stuff together, we're going to need you. We're going to need you and, and, and how you have survived and coped with this. We're going to need to hear your stories. and You're going to need to help us shape a beautiful future. Absolutely. That's so good. And I love the thought of like now, now people, like young people press and pause and going, God, who who do you need me to send a text to? Who do I need to send a Snapchat to, a, an Insta DM to that that just says, Hey, how are you doing? I, you know, I've missed you the last four weeks from school or college. And like, if you're a young person listening to this, and 
you know, God's challenging you to do that, just press pause and do it now. Like, that could be the difference in somebody's mental health. It could be the difference in somebody's day and some in how they go through it. You know, Andy Stanley's been saying this. He said, when, when COVID-19 is just a story to tell, let's make sure our story is a story worth telling. And I just love that. Okay. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if in if in 20, 30 years' time when we're talking to our kids and our grandkids and they're like, what was it like when you were all locked down for four months? And, you know, we, we all step off our hoverboards and we say, right, let me tell you, like, let me tell you what God did in the, in, in the crisis. Let me tell you this story of this guy who was on the verge of, of mental health breakdown and the verge mm-hmm. of suicide and God told me to text him. Yeah. And it changed everything. Like, what oh, could God do with that? I just, I love that. And I love the idea of, of this not being dead time and this not being useless time, but yeah. this being really useful time for what God yes. could do. And I think, I, mean, I totally agree with you. And I think I've noticed with the young people here at Preston Minster, like we do our stupid stuff on our Zoom chats and we have random games. And like I've never played like that go and find an object with a bunch of 17 year olds before, but somehow on Zoom it's completely hilarious. But we are having way more in depth chats. It's almost like everyone's saying, okay, there's a pandemic. So we'll have our bands and we'll have our jokes. But actually, let's talk about the real stuff as well. Let's really talk about life. Let's really. And I think that's a really amazing thing to be in is that we're, I think we're seeing a generation rising up, living, like your life is being shaped right now, living through a pandemic. And you are going to be a different kind of adult to how I am even because of this. But it's actually what it puts in your heart is like jokes, Fun times, brilliant, but also let's not sleepwalk through life. Let's not just pretend yeah. that as long as we've got our you know, latest whatever, everything's fine. No, that, you know, actually all of us are facing life and death right now. And, you know, the vast majority of people are going to come through this unscathed, but there will be suffering and there will be pain and there will be all sorts of things that we're going to deal with for years. So let's let's talk about the real stuff. And I love that you're doing that, Andy. That's always been your heart and I love that. And Jesus is just He's right here, isn't he? And th- yeah. that's the one thing that I think I'm discovering is that I'm, I don't always like myself right now because I'm cooped up in a house and I realise how selfish I am and, and impotent. And Jesus loves me. He loves me. Mm. And he still wants to use me f- and to share his goodness. And I just think, wow, God, you, you're so amazing that you still want to use me knowing all my mess and all my mistakes. So I think it's a real chance for us to dig deep into God's love for us. It's powerful. Mm, that's amazing. It's exciting. Rach, one more fun question before we yeah. wrap up. Um, so if your life ended up as a movie, who who would you want to play you, but then who would actually end up playing you? Oh, who would I want to play? Oh, I know straight away. She's my favourite actress at the moment. Margot Robbie. Oh, she's so oh strong. I would love her. I I think she would play Laura, actually. I think that I think probably in the end I'll be played by someone like Judy Dench or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see my mine would be I'd want Channing Tatum. Yes. I think he's I think he's great. Shaves his head. Obviously he's got better muscles than me. But I reckon somebody like Wayne Rooney would probably end up playing (laughs) me. (laughs) and that would be very disappointing. Hey, a before and after lockdown. Andy, that's a kind of like a, 
that's a tale of kind of like make sure you keep your exercise going. This one oh, and before lockdown, play by yeah, chance. Well, my my target to get is to get to the end of lockdown being able to run 10k again um because a couple of summers ago i was running 10k um and then i just like got busy and i forgot to run um so my my target is i've said that on two podcasts in a row now so a lot of people are going to hold me to account on it you've got to do it andy you've got to do it and i'll tell you what when you do that 10k i will come and sit and watch drinking a latte like just basking the fact and like stroking people's heads, random strangers, like, hello, hello, I can talk to you, I can touch you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, we can break me last week for amazing, amazing, amazing. amazing. Hey, can we meet right. young people in real life one day? Can we do that? We would absolutely love that. We'll get you down. We do. We do a, a, a youth event called Threads, um, which we would love you to come and speak at. Or, yeah, we would love you to come down. We'll, we'll do whatever it takes, Rachel, to get oh, you. Oh, fabulous. I'd love it. That would be amazing. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. I know you, you're very busy in managing a household of crazy kids. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. Um, we really appreciate it. And we, yeah, hope to hear from you again soon. Thanks thank very you. much, Rachel. Thank you.